You know, honestly, when we looked at the defense coming into this season, I don't know how anybody can say anything other than the defense has exceeded expectations in 2023. We'll tell you how. This is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Also, when the Rebels take on the Auburn Tigers at 6 o'clock Central next week on ESPN, we will let you know what the SiriusXM channel is the week of the game. That way you can listen to the David Kellum home team broadcast wherever you are in the continental United States. Just search SXM with Ole Miss Rebels. The Locked On Ole Miss podcast is there as well. Hello, I'm Stephen Willis, and this is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. And we are taking this bi-week episode, and we're going to go over the the report card, essentially, for the defense in today's show. But I do want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase Jace cases. It provides you with personal supply of five antibiotics that can treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. All right. So, like I said, I'm Stephen Willis. This is the Lockdown Ole Miss podcast, and we are going to be talking about the defense and what the defense looks like after six games in 2023. What they're doing well, what they need to work on, where the weak points are, where the strong points are, and basically how overall effective they are. This is our bullet points of the day. Defense is kind of conky, just like I described it, but it's an explosive, aggressive defense. And that is important. I said this team might look that way, but they're going to be good at something to where they can get the ball back for the offense. The offense is supposed to be explosive. It's kind of been Jekyll and Hyde, but the defense has been good enough through six weeks in the season. The secondary is playing better, but they give up too many third and long conversions. And that's problematic. That comes from the clunkiness that I talked about in the first point. But those third and long conversions, that's kind of the weak point of this defense right now. And the third one is Ole Miss has a disruptive front seven, but not in the way you think. This isn't the typical LSU, Alabama, or Georgia defensive line that can go in and just blow you up. This team works with movement. It works with hustle. It works with motor. And when they do that, they are actually pretty good indeed. So, Those are the three things we're going to talk about today. And we'll start off with the fact that this defense is, I'll bring it back up again, it's conky, just like I described it, but it's an aggressive, explosive defense. And I think that's important. If you look at this, right now, Ole Miss has 22 sacks through six games. That's good enough for fifth in the NCAA. They have 47 tackles for loss. That's good enough for 12th in the NCAA. If you look at stats, passing yards and rushing yards, 
you come up with the idea that Ole Miss does not have a good defense, which that is not the case. This defense's job and this defense's role is to get the ball back for its offense. And in the biggest moments this season, this defense has absolutely come forward and really stood up and take notice against other teams. And the way they do that is by creating explosive and tackles for loss against Arkansas. They got turnovers. It was a situation where the defense won that game against Arkansas. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. The defense won that football game. Now, if you look at this, fourth down defense, they're a little bit under 50%. Not, you know, not great, not bad, but under 50%. Red, red zone defense, sitting at about a 57% touchdown percentage. Um, and a score percentage at 86%. I think there's four or five teams in the NCAA that once team of teams' opponents hit the red zone, they have a 100% scoring percentage as well. These are some areas that we need to look, look for. These are some areas that are going to be important for Ole Miss defensively because this is what's going to make Ole Miss's defense a successful defense. They need to make explosives. Now, when they get the explosives and get the team in third and 15, they need to get off the field. And we'll talk about that in the next segment very much. But as it sits now, doing the explosives on first and second down, Ole Miss's defense is doing their job. Ole Miss's defense won the line of scrimmage against the Arkansas Razorbacks probably for the first time in several years. I cannot believe the offensive line for Arkansas is as bad as it is, not with Sam Pittman as the coach. I, I just – I can't – understand why that defensive line is so bad. I think this is honestly as simple as Kendall Bryles is gone. And Danny knows does things differently. Like I said, pace and tempo and all of that, it all plays into the effectiveness of the offensive line. We're seeing that at Ole Miss as well. Ole Miss's offensive line is better when they vary the tempo of not just when the ball is snapped, but whenever you get the ball out, you can't, constantly go back and hold the ball for 2.5 seconds and end up in the exact same spot. They will find a way to get to you. You have to do quick passes. You have to do medium passes. You have to run the ball to all the zones. And if you do that and keep the defense off off guard, you have a chance to be pretty good. See Ole Miss versus LSU just a couple of weeks back. Well, teams can do that to Ole Miss as well. Arkansas could do that as well. It's I think it's just a Dan Enos kind of problem. It's, it's weird and it's unfortunate. Really, but Ole Miss's defense explosive. They make plays. Let me bring this up again. This is their explosive percentages. They have 22 sacks. That's good enough for fifth in the NCA, tied for fifth with Alabama. We all have seen Alabama's defensive line, I do believe. And honestly, with the number of sacks, 22, they're tied with Tennessee. The problem is Tennessee has one less game. Tennessee's leading the nation in sacks with 22, but since they've played one less game, their sacks per game's a little bit higher and they're in first place. But Ole Miss is tied for fifth with Alabama. Tackles for loss, I'm pretty fired up about because if you see that number, and this is after Ole Miss has played Alabama and LSU, after them, you can see how close they are to getting a 100 tackles for loss. If Ole Miss averages 11 tackles for loss, really closer to 10 and a half, but we'll just say 11. They'll end up with a hundred tackles for loss for a season. 
And that is really unbelievable for a defense where they had to recruit players in the transfer portal and make it work and just kind of fit it together MacGyver style. Um, they were able to do that with this defense. But this this is an explosive unit. This is a really explosive unit. And because of that, they've been able to get the ball back for the offense. An example of that, the fourth quarter of the LSU game. They spent the second and third quarters not getting stops. But in the fourth quarter, they got the ball back for the offense. They got the ball back for the offense. They had a touchdown against them that they didn't really score, and they got the ball back or stopped them because that was the end of the game. But they were down by nine with five minutes to go in the game, and Ole Miss's offense came back and won the game. Get the ball back for your offense. This is what we talked about in the preseason. This right here is what they're doing as well. When we come back, we'll talk about Ashanti Seastrunk is quietly becoming a dude on that defense. We'll talk about him, Isaac Ukwu, and some of the other players as well. But first, I do want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves or their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medicals offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you the peace of mind that you are just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have that medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Get $20 off life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using the code Locked On at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. College football season is here, and this season Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff. Live each Friday, Locked On will go live at 11 a.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel, including this one. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implication, the conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. All right. So we talked about this defense is an explosive defense, essentially. It, it, it just really is. This defense is an explosive defense, and there's no way you can get around it. But one of the things that have happened are people that have stepped up, okay? Ashanti Seastrunk who was the reigning SEC Defensive Player of the Week, is one of those players. Somebody against LSU that made big play after big play, had an interception against Arkansas, had a sack and a TFL, or half sack and a TFL with the interception. Ashanti Seastrunk 
absolutely balled out and the SEC took notice. The linebacker position, Ole Miss has been waiting on a player to take that jump, a player that wasn't Suntarian Perkins because he's a true freshman and there's limitations there. On the second level, Ole Miss needed somebody to take that step. Jeremiah Jean-Baptiste is looking all right, looking serviceable. Ashanti Seastrunk has kind of stepped up and become that dude. And it is going to be interesting to see the last six games of the year, Seastrunk um, making play after play after play because that that's honestly what we're expecting at this point. And he's not the only one in this defense that is making play after play after play. I want to talk also about Isaac Ukwu, who in the 2023 season has 17 tackles, four TFLs, and three sacks. Isaac and um, Suntarian Perkins are kind of the leaders in the sack position. I think Kari Coleman's up there as well. But you look at this team being so good at sacking the quarterback, and then you're like, okay, Ukwu's got three. Perkins has three and a half. Coleman, I think, has three and a half. That's 10 right there. That's half of your sack production coming off of these three players. And it's just important. They played really, really freaking good football. And it'll be really interesting to see how they develop over the next few games because the Auburn game is interesting to me because Ole Miss absolutely should win that game. I mean, Ole Miss is going to be a 10-point favorite in that ballgame. Ole Miss should win it if they play well. It's, it's going to require that they play well, but if they play well, they should be all right. Defensively, I want to see them grow again because what we've seen, now they played fairly well, gave up explosive plays against Tulane, gave up an explosive against Mercer, gave up explosives against Alabama, gave up explosives against Georgia Tech. That was a problem for the safety position. It just happened over and over again. They gave up explosives against LSU, but everybody gives up explosives against that team. Against Arkansas, no explosive plays that I can think of. None. It's all bend but don't break and let the college offense make the mistake that eventually puts them under. I mean, that's kind of what happened on Saturday. And there were really not many explosive plays in the fourth quarter of the Ole Miss LSU game. There was that long pass play where they got the touchdown and then the play, the crossing route, the mesh concept at the end of the game where he hit like 42 yards. But overall, they they did a decent job with explosives in that game or in that fourth quarter. They took that information into <clears> – <throat> into the Arkansas game and gave up no explosives. Now, you weren't playing Malik Neighbors. You weren't playing Brian Thomas. You weren't playing Jane Daniels. I get that. But they didn't give up explosives because they did give up an explosive to Mercer, if you remember. So that is a positive for this defense. And I think that is because Ashanti Seastrunk is becoming a dude. Isaac Ukwu is a pronounced role. Santarian Perkins has a pronounced role almost at the expense, like Perkins and Ukwu are playing at the expense of Cedric Johnson. What you're seeing on the offensive side of the ball with Bentley taking carries away from Quinchon, potentially, you're seeing um, Ukwu and Perkins doing the same thing to Cedric Johnson on the defensive side of the ball. Really interesting stuff. The explosives, 
you know, Aishim Young was kind of the dude early in the season, but now you're seeing a lot of Trey Washington. You're seeing a lot of Dejon Anthony. You're seeing those dudes. And they have a role to play as a safety. The safety position is in better shape now, today, than it was September 15th, than it was September 7th, than it was September 1st. And that's coaching, that's comfortability in the system. That is a whole bunch of stuff like that. And this defense has gotten better and better and better. And, and that's what you see from Pete Golden coach defenses. And you should get fired up about this. You can hear it in my voice. I'm getting fired up at the moment. If in the course of a game, in the fourth quarter, Ole Miss is better than they are in the first. Defensively, they are absolutely better in the first quarter, fourth quarter than they are in the first. And sometimes in the first, they're pretty doggone good. In the season, game three, they were better than game one. Game five, they were better than game one. I'm not realized that game five was the LSU game. But they were better. If, if the team that played against Mercer played against LSU, LSU wins that game. They were better against Arkansas than they were against LSU. Every game, they get incrementally better. And is, isn't that what you're supposed to do? I mean, Pete Golding is doing absolutely everything we can ask him to do, period. He got here in January, went through spring training, saw that, no, this defense absolutely will not do, got transfers from all over the place, basically went and found slowish corners to play safety. Players that have coverage ability, but maybe don't have the athleticism, recruited them to play safety. DeJohn Saunders, who had an interception against Arkansas. Deshaun Gaddy, who should have had an interception against LSU. As the explosives come with this defense, TFLs were there. The sacks were there. Like I said, fifth in the country in sacks, 12th in TFLs. We have a chance for 100 TFLs over the course of the season. Honestly, I'd probably be pretty shocked if they don't hit it. Sacks, they're 22. They, they have a shot at hitting 50, potentially, especially with UL Monroe and other teams like that that are problematic. They have a chance to have a special type season in that part of the game. They're doing all right in the red zone. Fourth down, they're about 50%. So you're looking for ways that this defense can be good. Against Arkansas, they started getting turnovers. If this defense starts getting turnovers, it's kind of Katie bar the door. Because this defense is always going to give up a decent number of yards. You're going to look down at yardage and they're like, wow, this, this defense was... 10th in the SEC. But then you look down and it's like, well, they led the SEC in sacks and they led the SEC in TFLs and, oh yeah, they kept you out of the end zone about one out of every two times in the red zone. And look at that, Ole Miss is on offense is good enough that they're winning a ton of freaking football games. And that's the important thing to remember. This team is winning games uh, because of this defense, not in spite of them. Last year, Ole Miss won games in spite of their defense. Honestly, in 2021, when they went to the Sugar Bowl, the defense did win them a couple of games after Matt Corral got hurt. 
But let's not forget that 52-51 game was sitting in on the schedule as well. That happened that year. So kind of interesting stuff. Anyway, I do want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. And Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. That's DFS platform. We are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you versus the numbers. Instead of betting thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you can pick more than or less than on a two or six player stat projection and watch the winnings roll in. Price picks is the most fun that I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less in their projective stats, and place your entry. Testing my skills on prize picks this football season is the most important way to play um, daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn 10 bucks into 250 with just a few taps. Go to prizepicks.com slash college and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for a first deposit match up to, to, to $100. Again, that's go to prizepicks.com, locked on college, slash locked on college, and use promo code locked on college. That's L O C K E D O N C O L L E G E for a first deposit matchup of $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. All right. In this last segment, we want to talk about the rankings of the defensive players in the first half of the season. And this is, there's so many players playing significant roles defensively. It is, it was actually difficult to come up with this list. Offensively, I rushed right through it, got through it, no problem. But defensively, it was a little bit tricky. Here is the list. Number one is, is Ashanti Seastrunk. I'm labeling him as the most important defensive player on this roster right now, period. He's just making plays for Ole Miss's defense. He's an upperclassman. He's a senior. He just He's making the plays that he is supposed to make. And I don't think that that can be overstated as what Ashanti Sistrunk is doing. Number two is Isaac Ukwu. He is doing a really good job of getting after the quarterback, and he's getting home. Cedric Johnson does a good job of getting after, after the quarterback. He just doesn't seem to get home. Isaac Ukwu is actually getting home. He's got three sacks on the year. Number three is Trey Washington. One of the biggest losses for Ole Miss after last season was A.J. Fenley. He played the free safety center field position better than any free safety Ole Miss has had in 10 years. Well, Trey Washington is playing pretty well as well. He's I don't know if he's playing the star position. He's playing free. I think there's a little bit of cross-training in there. Um, but Trey Washington has led the team in tackles the last couple of weeks. He, he's, he's just a really, really good football player. Number four is Dijon Anthony. He's the guy that replaced Aishim Young. He had the big hit on Jaden Daniels. He has a... Red zone breakup, he is really active in the secondary, and he is a really good football player. That's what we're seeing from Dejon Anthony. He is a really, really good football player. And number five is Santarian Perkins. He's got three and a half sacks on the year. That number is going to go up. He's a guy that I expect to wreak a little havoc in the coming weeks. Now, he had two sacks against Alabama or something like that. 
I don't think you had one against LSU, and I don't think you had one against Arkansas. That's because teams are scheming to him now. They're paying attention to him. He's like that baseball player that started out in April um, and hit like seven or eight home runs. Well, the other team found the hole in his swing. So it's going to be up to Suntarian to adjust. But the attention that they're giving to Suntarian right now is the reason Isaac Ukwu was making some bones as well. You're going to see defenses kind of scheme and start sliding the other direction, which could open back up for Suntarian Perkins. Lots of good stuff on the Ole Miss defense. I'm pretty fired up about where this defense is and the players that are really showing out. Notice I did not have J.J. Pegues on there, Monty Montgomery, um, Jeremiah Jean-Baptiste, Stephon Wynn, um, Jared Ivey, Zamari Walton, DeAndre Prince. Notice I didn't have them in that top five list. That, that, that is kind of a big surprise at the turn that one of those is not the dominant player on defense. Also, before I get out of here against Arkansas, at least one series, Chris Graves got a series. Chris Graves is the transfer from South Florida, the, the part of the state, not the school. He went to Miami. He is a former top 100 player. And he got into camp and started practicing a little bit late because the waiver, there was a delay in it. But once the waiver got approved, all of a sudden it was kind of like, full speed ahead. And so what you're seeing is a player that is learning how to get the defense and learn how to play. And he's just behind everybody else. So it took the month of September to get where everybody else was in August. So I think the rest of the year and the rest of these six games, we're going to see more of Chris Graves. I think he's going to play a decent amount. He, like I said, he was a top 100 player. He's a four-star He's a really athletic guy. He was on special teams to begin with. I, I, I genuinely think we are going to see Chris Graves moving forward for Ole Miss. I don't know who is going to sit down. I haven't necessarily been overly impressed with Zamari Walton. Um, LSU kind of victimized him a little bit. Heck, Arkansas in certain times victimized him. So we'll see exactly how that goes. I, I was of the opinion two weeks ago that I felt – pretty decent about our cornerback position. I do not know how I feel now. And I was also of the opinion two weeks ago that the safety position was a major weak point, and obviously I ranked a top five with two safeties. So I I don't know. It's one of those things. This defense is getting a whole lot better. The personnel, there's a fluidity to it. They move, they transfer, they play transfers. They move around a lot, both positionally, um, they have a lot of players and personnel that get into the ball game. And in the fourth quarter, we're, we're pretty good. I think Michael Katz or David Eckert, um, I think they're both were doing a story on it. In the fourth quarter, Ole Miss has more points scored in the fourth quarter this year than they did all of last year. Through six games this year, they've scored more in the fourth quarter than they did all of last year. That is pretty big-time stuff. Anyway, I hope everybody has a great, what is this, Wednesday? Um, and thank you for making the Locked On Almost podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. Anyway, have a good one, everybody. We got Auburn coming up in about nine days. Take care. Hotty toddy.